Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am so looking forward to hearing all your beautiful opinions on how the New York Jets should handle the NFL draft. Got a lot of different ways we could go. We've seen how free agency has played out. We're going to do this a little bit differently. We're going to do it at 8.15. We'll start calling because I know you guys are going to be chomping at the bit. If you're on your way in, please drop a like on that like button. It helps the channel out greatly. Always good to have you in here. I see Mikey, Frank, Biker, Steven, Jerry, Hawk, Brazley, King. Who else we got in here? Joseph. Matt Curtis drops in. Return of the Jedi Rusty Spooner. Fantastic. If you guys have an idea for a poll question, let me know. I'll throw it up in the live chat and we can discuss it as we go. Getting down to the nitty gritty part of my beer selection. Going with the Amstel Light tonight. <laughs> not, not the first choice in beverage. I got some a uh, little early for the summer shandy, but I got two of those too. We're going till 10 o'clock tonight, boys. I'm going to hear all your thoughts. All your thoughts. Talk a little bit in the chat. See what we have going on over there. I see Eminon, Jet, Mark, Snowball, Gary, Jeremy, Manny, TJC, Dennis. Not sure if I said Albert, Patrick, Aunt, Manny, Nick. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming in. Ah, we're going to have a nice little discussion tonight. Lots of stuff going in. Lots of stuff going on. Joseph says, hey. Bam. Let's see. What are you guys talking about in here? <laughs> Somebody saved this man a Guinness. Oh, geez. It's all right. I don't mind a Guinness. Like me, uh, one of them Irish car bombs. Those are good. Got to pound them, though. Mark Riss says, Crowder joined the enemy. Where'd Crowder go? I didn't see this. I didn't see it at all. I've been running around all day. I haven't kept up on my jet news. Enemy meaning the Bills or enemy meaning the Pats? Ooh, the Bills. Not good. Harlan says, why do we need more wide receivers? They're going to use more two tight end sets. With the bulked up line, they will probably be looking to run more. Yeah, I think we were looking to run a lot last year. So it just makes sense. All comes together. Hawk says, the more I watch George Pickens, the more he reminds me of DK Metcalf. He's six foot three, 200 pounds, and plays strong with attitude. I watched him pancake a defensive back on a run play. He hit me in the fields. Hawk, I know exactly which one you're talking about, and I love it. It's the, hmm, I don't remember which game it was, but he's at the bottom of the screen, and he takes the DB. He's like standing in line. He looks at the sideline, goes like this to shush, 
and then throws the defensive back once the play starts and then looks back at the sideline and goes, Shh. I was like, oh man, this guy's got an attitude. I like it. This is the kind of player that you want to try and target. Guys with a chip on their shoulder, a guy that hurt his ACL and dropped his draft stock immensely. Could have been the top receiver in this draft class. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do uh, with all this. Would they go the route of George Pickens? I think he's immensely talented. I like it a lot. Matt Curtis says, Ryan. No, he says, Matt Ryan was traded to the Colts today. Guess Baker's not there. Where does Baker go now? So I've been calling for Matt Ryan to the Colts just because it's out of conference. It just kind of made a lot of sense. I think that there's a good shot Baker goes to either the Seahawks, the Panthers. Um, I don't know if Jameis has returned to the Saints yet, but if I were Baker, I would want the Saints more than any of those other uh, spots because of, you know, Lattimore and Thomas and Kamara. Like, that's a loaded team. Yeah, they're in a little bit of cap trouble, but I think that's a good spot to kind of be. But Matt Ryan, it's going to be interesting. Only a third-round pick is what he got traded for, which makes sense. I mean, he's he's on the last bit of his his career here. Um, so Colts get a, a starter. I mean, what they have? Phillip Rivers, like, two years ago. They're just cycling through, like, old top-tier quarterbacks and hoping they catch lightning in a bottle. I don't know. They seem like a team that could use a, a top draft pick quarterback. We'll see. Eagles own their first round pick this year. Rusty Spooner says, I'm tired of hearing about Jets fans being dicks to Becton, and it's not cool. I don't blame him for whatever he's, you're acting like massholes. You're giving us real Jets fans a bad rep. Shake my head. Is that in reference to like Makai Becton being upset with Jets fans? I saw people posting things of like, hey, can you like respond to this workout and all that? Oh, what happened to my mic? That's that's why it sounds weird. Sorry, boys. This is the good one. It was using my AirPods. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, this sounds really goofy. Thank you, Scar City. Bam. It's people like you that make this uh, make the show go around. Patrick says, scotch with a great cigar. Let's go, Ryan. I'm not a huge scotch guy. I probably should get into it because I don't have to worry about like the burps and stuff. Cigars, I'm so-so. I'll do it if we're celebrating. But for the most part, I hate the taste that it leaves on your tongue the next morning. Takes you till like afternoon to get rid of it. Anthony says Crowder was the most productive wide receiver the past three years, and Berrios gets rewarded uh, for other players' injuries. Sometimes that's how it works. I mean, look, Crowder, he's, what, 29 years old? The Jets are clearly trying to go younger. I don't think that's that's necessarily a Berrios issue, issue so much as it is a Crowder not staying healthy and opening the door. For Barrios issue. Stretch T says, we need a receiver. We need a receiver. We need to give our quarterback a weapon, man. It's so tiring 
of watching mid-tier wide receiver on the field and dropping everything. Imagine an arm talent like Wilson with a legit number one. We need it. That's the argument for going receiver uh, early, early, for sure. Number 10, do you look at Garrett Wilson or Drake London? Drake London, for me, is definitely the guy that I would prefer to go after in the first round because he's got the size, he's got what I think will wind up being the speed, and what type of receiver is better for a quarterback than a, hey, I'm just going to huck it in the air and, like, you go get it, Mr. Contested Catch, like, filthy dude. And he's good with the yak, too. Like, he's a strong receiver. 220 pounds, 215 pounds, whatever it is. The Jets were looking at Mike Williams, the receiver from the uh, LA Chargers, if he wasn't going to get re-signed. And he's like around 6'5". And I think Drake London measured in just under 6'4". So it wouldn't be a bad option. Carlos A. says, I want Christian Watson in the second round. That's where I'm at. I would like to pick at 35 to either be Christian Watson. Uh, if Traylon Burks falls that far, I don't think he will. Or um, George Pickens. Those would be like the three guys. Maybe Dotson if he's there. There's like a whole list of guys that I would be okay going with. Sean McAllister. Where do you think Jameson Williams and Ojibo will go now after injuries? If we can grab guys like that in the second or third round, that would be a steal. I still would want edge and wide receiver in the first. Um, I So edge at four is important for me because I think if you unlock the potential of edge at four... There's going to be a lot of guys. Like, let's say Hutchinson is gone. There's legitimately a thought that uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be there. You got Walker, you got Karloftis, and you got Jermaine Johnson. You're going to have four edges, really, like the top, top end edge rushers to pick from. If you take an edge rusher at four, it unlocks you for the rest of the draft. It basically allows you the opportunity to have like the guy go out and get your guy then you can go cornerback you can go receiver you can trade down you can go linebacker at number 10 like there's a whole lot of options that you could really go with uh but Jamison Williams in the second round see if you go if you go cornerback or trade down at 10 then you have the opportunity to go for a wide receiver in the second round maybe like a Jamison Williams who could have been the best receiver in this draft someone like a George Pickens who had an injury who could have been one of the best players in this draft uh going to be interesting to see. Ojibo is a fascinating talent. I don't think he goes in... I don't know if he makes it in the second round. If he's there in the third round, by all means, pull the trigger. But I think the first two rounds are too important to the core of our team that I wouldn't try to run the risk of a player that, you know, just blew his Achilles. Definitely don't want to uh, see that. Jake drops in with the Super Chat. Jake says, who's the receiver at number 10 you think is a huge leap from round two? I just don't see the value. That's exactly my thinking as well. I think we're in better shape if we go edge rusher corner or edge rusher trade down as opposed to edge rusher receiver. But if they want to go receiver and they fall in love with Drake London or, or you know Garrett Wilson, I'm okay with it. It just kind of feels like, like someone said earlier in the stream, if we're going to go the route of more tight end packages, why would you invest the number 10 pick on a wide receiver when you can use the fourth, like the your first, second round pick at 35? There's going to be a lot of first round talent that falls to that pick. I, you may not get like the top guy that you want, but I think there's a lot of really good players that I would look at. I'm right there with you, Jake. I think that the value for receiver is in the top or is in the top of the second round as opposed to number 10 overall. Um if I had to go at number 10, Drake London would be the guy I would look for. Nothing against Garrett Wilson. Definitely like him. Uh, if he's, if 
London goes at, say, 8 to the Falcons, then sure, I would consider Wilson at 10. I would still like the corner because of the the difficulty in trying to find like a top-end corner. Like I think you could find receiver at the top of the second. Uh, Jets NY drops in the Super Chat, says, Draft Dean to cover the screen. Uh, I like N'Kobe Dean a lot. There's a thought that like if you go your edge rusher at 4, and at 10, you have the opportunity to trade down to, like, pick 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. Uh, 20 with the Steelers is a popular one. But I don't know if they're trying to jump in front of the commanders now that they've, you know, got Wentz there. If you do that, that's where I would take Dean. I don't think I could take Dean at 10 with not necessarily having... Uh, the trade down. Like I think linebacker in the top 10 is a tough ask for the jets, but if you could pick up a first next year and get Dean all about it, Dean is my top linebacker. Uh, Jack Filipowski drops in the super chat says tinfoil hat on trade four and 10 to the lions for two and 32, then move up from 32 for one of our, uh, with one of our seconds draft value. It works. No, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Cause I think the lions are going to take Malik Willis. So if you think it's going to go Hutchinson, Malik Willis, and then some defensive player, I would think. You're probably looking at Hamilton at three, or I don't know. I, I get the feeling the Texans are going to be looking at Linderbaum at 12. So that's where they're going to get their offensive linemen. So I'm thinking a defensive player for them at number three. The Jets are going to have their pick of probably four of the top five edge rushers at number four, and the Jets should absolutely make that pick there because it frees you up the rest of the draft because there is nothing more important than getting to the quarterback and finding that guy we haven't had in the last few years. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I see you guys talking about, whoa, that angle. Joe says it's a weird angle. Sorry. <laughs> I got another camera, and I was like, oh, let's see what I could do with it. Look at Mario. What up, Ryan? Like the addition of the new angle, right? Kind of fun. Jerome likes it. What up, dude? Thank you. One more minute, then we're going to go to the phones. Kyle Ormsby drops in with a super chat. Kyle says, do you think we address edge, wide receiver, and linebacker in the first two rounds? I think we definitely do edge. I think we do wide receiver. I think we do safety. Uh, and then the other one's up for debate. I wouldn't go linebacker in the top two rounds unless it was like Dean or if you really fall in love with Muma. Um... For me, if I had to rank the way I would probably go, I'd probably go edge, corner, receiver, safety. And then you're probably talking like linebacker, defensive tackle, and, you know, linebacker, defensive tackle, maybe a running back or tight end. Like if you want Ruckert in the third or fourth round, I think that's cool. If you want to go with a linebacker in that, in that range, I think that's fine. I don't think it would be wise... Uh, to go linebacker in the top two, really. Uh, or at least I wouldn't prefer that route. Jake says, would you uh, you trade down in top 10 if it's KT don't want him? I don't really want Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I, there's a, and it's not so much the, the issue of skill with him. It's, the, it's a testament to the rest of the edge class. Like I think the whole edge class as a whole is really, really good. And I think it would be a mistake to take someone that maybe has some doubts in his passion for the game, um, like if it's not in his forefront. Like for me, there's plenty of people that have careers that do their careers well and 
It's just not their passion. For me, I'm the director of golf at a golf course, and my passion is Jets. That's not unlike other things that you do uh, in your career. Now, granted, he's been doing this for a very long time. It's going to be definitely the way he, he goes for his career. But at a point, I think people and teams kind of look at uh, a player and determine, hey, is all his focus going to be here? When he's coming to the to the facility, is he giving it 100% or is he like keeping in mind some other things? And it's not to say that's a bad thing, but I think there's a, a certain mindset that, that does lend itself to maybe a little more dedication or, you know, a, a camaraderie within the locker room. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, all right. So let's jump over to the phone lines. Phone number is on the screen. You guys can call in. We'll talk a little Jets. Hopefully I did this correctly and everything is working swimmingly. Lots of stuff to discuss. I see people calling in right at 8.15. <laughs> guys, hold me to it. Oh boy, who we got? Welcome to the cockpit. Call from. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up, dude? Welcome oh, to yeah, the cockpit. So, <laughs> hey, so I was thinking beginning of the like draft season, it was weird how like the mock was going. I was gonna be like in Hutchinson, mm -hmm. uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, what's his name, Hamilton or mm -hmm. Stingley, and it's weird because. Now all of a sudden you hear about like oh Stingley's injury prone, mm -hmm. and that's that's not really a good fit for him. You want players you can stay healthy. You don't want another D Milliner mm -hmm. like uh, who we had in 2010. He didn't even play. I'm pretty sure one snap in the regular season for the Jets. So in my opinion, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is a good choice at number four. I think mm -hmm. it's just a smoke screen from the other teams that want him to drop down so they can take him. I mean mm -hmm. I really don't see the issues with fire in his play. He looks like a guy who has a very high motor has lots of grit, and he looks like he can be a lethal like defensive edge rusher for the Jets' line. Like, we can be an elite defense. Also, I think you take Garrett Wilson at number 10. Because Traylon Burks, while he's good, I don't see him that having that wide-open ability that Garrett Wilson has. Every play in Ohio State, well, almost every play, he was always wide open and he can catch and make mm -hmm. plays. And that's what people to the Jets need, really. Yeah, look, I, I think... If they take Thibodeau at number four, I have no problem with it. I think the talent is 100% there. I think, for me, I would just prefer maybe another edge rusher because uh, I think the talent is comparable across a few different guys. But I do like Garrett Wilson at 10. If they think that is the next Odell Beckham Jr., that is worth its weight in gold, I think, 100%. Uh, and I don't know if there's necessarily yeah. another position I love at 10. Like, if, if Sauce winds up falling to 10, I think I'm pulling the trigger on him. Uh, if there's a trade down where we can get a first next year, I think I'm pulling the trigger on that before I take, like, Wilson. But, you know, Wilson and Drake London, I think, provide some special stuff that I don't know some of the other second-round receivers will be able to do. Uh, but I think it's important to have receivers that will grow with Zach Wilson for sure. I think it's it should not not be understated by any means. Is there now, some way you like want to see us? Is... Oh, sorry, say that again? I'm sorry. Yeah, even though Garrett Wilson is a good receiver in this draft, like, if this was last year's draft and Garrett Wilson was in there, I don't see him being taken in the, like, first round at all. I see him like a second-round receiver more like Elijah Moore. But even though he has mm -hmm. that first-round talent this year, he still is a great fit for the Jets. We, we can't get receivers who are constantly wide open for Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. And 
they, some of them can't catch, like Denzel Mims. How many passes did he drop during the regular season that should have been easily caught for, like, 15-yard gains? We need players like that who will work for the ball and work with the quarterback and fit good in the scheme. Yeah, for sure. Uh, contested catches is going to be a big one. I know Mims was pretty good at contested catches, but I think it's just a totally different style of, like, I don't know if he was just in his own head or whatever it is, but I think looking towards, like, those Georgia, the SEC-type receivers, um, I think you have more of a proven track record with those types of guys. I don't know. I, I I see the value more at the top end of the second than I do at number 10. But we shall see. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been enjoying the cock. You're out of here! All right, let's pull up some super chats. Iowan Jets fan drops in, says, lobbying, or lobbying this grenade out there. What if we don't pick up a wide receiver before round three because we have Mims? That would be a serious issue for me. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, look, whatever we get from Mims is bonus right now. I think we plan as if he's not going to be here long term, and then anything we get out of him, it's gravy. Absolute gravy. Uh, I would not roll the dice on third round. That would, that would be a, a bad move, I think. Taps any button. Uh, taps any button, drops in with Super Chat, says, if Kayvon Thibodeau is there at four, I'm taking him. If Jermaine Johnson or George Karloftis is there at 10, I'm taking him. Simply put, I'm not scared to take KT because I believe in our coaching staff and his upside. You were overthinking. Hmm. Are you saying you would take both Thibodeau plus Jermaine Johnson or George Karloftis? I think that's a bad move. That might not be smart. I mean, I guess if you're saying like, hey, we don't know what Lawson's going to be. Like, let's get both our edge rushers and an edge rusher heavy class now. That would be fascinating. Um, I don't, I didn't see that happening. <laughs> I guess, that, you know, anything's in the realm of possibility. But I would, uh, I would think double dipping at edge in the top 10 or, or receiver. I've seen people talk about receiver double dipping in the top 10. I was like, that's, that's not smart. Don't do that. <laughs> I'd, I'd be pretty upset if that wound up happening. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phone lines. Number is on the screen. You get three minutes to make your case on what the Jets should do this offseason. I want to hear from all you guys. Taps any button says either or, not double dip. So something to keep in mind. Call from Mark. Mark, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, man? Nah, you know, just having a good old time talking to you guys. Tell me, what's on your mind, brother? Definitely. I mean, I'm, I know everyone's saying take a receiver at 10. I mean, I agree. But, like, if someone like Hamilton or Sauce is there, like, I feel like you have to take them, even with the big receiver. Because I feel like you could still get talent in the second round. Mm -hmm. Like, Burks might fall. Like, there's people that might fall there. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm 100% on that. I think there's a lot of really good receivers. Like, Jameson Williams could fall out of the first round. I think you got Pickens right there who blew up the combine. You have uh, Watson who destroyed the combine. Dotson looks like he's going to be pretty good. He was actually the Jets' first pick in the Senior Bowl because they alternate picks. Uh, but he wound up not playing in the Senior Bowl or even going to the Senior Bowl. So he wasn't an option. But I think the Jets are targeting that second round. Like, we heard rumors of them liking Watson. I don't get the feeling receiver is at 10. But the way their whole free agency period was, our biggest needs, it's defensive end and it's wide receiver. So if they pull the trigger at, at 10, I would understand it. But I'm with you, dude. I think the, I think the value is absolutely in the second round. Yeah, because there's even picking from Georgia. I know he, he's coming off an injury, which is not really good for the Jets because with our luck, anything could happen. But he, he was going to be maybe the best receiver, like top mm -hmm. receiver pick. 
maybe in the second round, that's great value there. But um, it, or we never know. I don't think there's really value there, at, like in free agency anymore, because Odell. Mm-hmm. There's not really like anything there at receiver. But yeah, I think I definitely. If I think we should go best player available at ten. That's what I'm thinking. So best player available at ten. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like uh, we shouldn't reach like unless we don't love like. I know some people, let's say that we love Drake London and stuff like that. Like, I don't think we should reach unless we absolutely fall in love with a receiver. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at, too. I, I would prefer, like, Sauce. I mean, honestly, it, I might prefer N'Kobe Dean at 10 over a receiver, like, if I'm really being honest. Um, but I would say yeah, I would prefer, yeah. like, Sauce or a corner at number 10 and then trade down. Um and then look at, you know, then start to think about receiver. I just, uh, top 10 for me, I think there's more value you could get than, than going receiver. Not to mention there's some sort of weird dynamic at play in like my head where it's like, hey, if you take guys in the second round, then they're like comparable draft slots. It's not like, hey, this guy's the top dog. This guy's not the top dog. I don't know. Maybe that's something yeah. stupid to like consider, but I don't know. Feelings. Um, Another thing. Mm-hmm. The whole Kayvon Thibodeau thing, if he's there at four, which I don't even think he's going to be because I don't think he gets past Houston. Because mm-hmm. I already – I think it's locked. Hutchinson going one. I think that's locked already. I mean, it might not mm-hmm. happen, but I think, like, it's, like, 80% he's locked mm-hmm. with how they did their free agency and stuff. But mm-hmm. I feel like if Thibodeau's there, like, at 10 – I mean, at four, mm-hmm. um, like, you have to say – he's, like, a generational talent. Like, he's, like – I feel like he's, he's like, the type of talent the Jets need, like uh, – that's it! You're out of here! You have been ejected from the cockpit. Sorry, dude. Good thoughts, though. Good thoughts. Jake drops in with the Super Chat. Thank you, Jake. Jake says, who's cutting to this cool new side profile? Wife producing in the back? Ah, uh, Yeah, I got, I got a USB cord going all the way into the back. Becca's in the bedroom just like, ha, 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 clicking. No, nah, I got to I got to create some kind of like phantom helper <laughs> that's helping me. Sorry. It's a cool angle though, right? Trying to step up the production game as best I can for you guys. Do it for the people. And it gets me a little confused sometimes cuz I start talking and then uh all of a sudden I'm uh seeing myself from the side. <laughs> it's like, "Wait a second. Oh, what do I do? I think it's really cool and I don't know what to say." But yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. Who we got? Call from Tiago. Tiago, what's good? What's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Thanks, man. Glad to be back. Yeah, um, so, good to have you on. Yeah, so like, okay. My thing is, is I totally understand the concept of wide receiver at 10 not being as ideal as someone like Sauce. Mm-hmm. Because I'm totally on board with the, like, I like Sauce at four, like you've been mm-hmm. saying, right? Like, yep. I, I want him on the Jets so badly. Mm-hmm. But, like, my thing is this, is with so many teams that I consider that are wide receiver needy mm-hmm. in round one, mm-hmm. like, even ahead of us, I think Atlanta's out on the QB market because of the signing of Mariota. I think that's a Band-Aid to get them into a better QB year next year where they can yep. draft someone. Like, you look at teams just in the first round that could legitimately take a, a wide receiver. We know the Packers have to take one. They lost Devontae Adams. Like, you have mm-hmm. to take one there. New England can take one. The Bills can take one. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there's so many teams that you can just keep going down the list. We have no idea what Houston's going to do at 13. They're a wild card. They can take another receiver because outside of Brandon Cooks, who do they really have? You know, mm-hmm. the Chargers m- might still be in the game for a receiver just to try to, like, throw as many weapons in one of the scariest divisions in football. Mm-hmm. Like, does, doesn't – I get scared of the fact of, like, if we pass on a receiver at 10 and we mm-hmm. go sauce and we go, let's say, Jermaine Johnson at four, mm-hmm. sauce Gardner at 10, I'm super happy. But at 35, there's a good to fair chance that Jahan Dotson's gone, George Pickens is gone. Christian Watson might be gone. Like, that's a realistic possibility because the Lions pick 32 and 33. Mm-hmm. Who says one of those picks isn't a receiver? DJ Chark's not the answer mm-hmm. there. I'm just – like, does that not scare you that this, 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 this draft has so many teams that need a receiver to, like, say, pass one on 10 mm-hmm. and wait for 35 to get one? I think the biggest thing that scares me is seeing the contracts of DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams. Because those guys getting close to $30 million a year will push the need for a receiver higher into the first round to get that cheap-valued contract. Uh, So I do think you have something there. But you're talking about Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Jermaine Wilson, or uh, Jameson Williams, John Doxson, Pickens, Watson, you know... I don't know if there's any other ones that I'm missing right there, but that's seven receivers. Like I, I there's not too many times that 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 many receivers go in the first round. I guess in theory it could happen, and that would be like the worst case scenario for sure. But I don't know. I think I'd be willing to roll the dice on that type of situation just because we want to use the running backs, we want to use the tight ends, and we still have Corey Davis. We got Elijah Moore. Like it's not like we're leaving ourselves high and dry. Um, but I can understand the the fear for sure. Alrighty. Well, thanks for thanks for listening. Of Have course, dude. That was a good question. I appreciate the thought. You've been ejected. <laughs> You're out of here. All right. Let's go over to Andrew Yale. Andrew Yale drops in with a super chat. Thank you, brother. Uh, he says, "How about trading down from ten to get a linebacker? Trade back into the first for a wide receiver. That's not a bad idea." If you trade down from 10, then use some of the ammo to come back up into the first round. Then you get your receiver locked in on a five-year contract. And I think that's probably something that's really valuable uh, for sure. So if you can trade down, let's say, from 10 to 20, you get N'Kobe Dean there, and then you go from 38 or 35, either one back into the mid uh, middle of the first round, like the, the 20s or so, I would like that. There's going to be a good receiver there. I think there's going to be a good receiver at 35, but if you want to go up and get a guy... Maybe you want Watson on a five-year deal. Would not be upset. I don't know how to say this. Ilrums? Irums? Ulrums? Thank you for the super chat. He says, who is your favorite edge rusher in the draft? I don't necessarily have a favorite. I have, like, a lot of guys that I think would be worthy of the pick. I think Kayvon Thibodeau's uh, athletic gifts and the way he stacks his pass rush moves is elite. I think the my personality concerns are, are where I fall on him. Uh, I really like Trayvon Walker. I think there's a really good shot that he ends up on the Jets at number four, uh, as well as Jermaine Johnson. Those are the two guys that I would prefer over Thibodeau. Karloftis I really like, but I'd probably target him at 10 if we went a different direction at four. Um, yeah, that's my, my thoughts. Taps any button! Drops him in the Super Chat. Thank you, brother means a whole heck of a lot. 
He says, in all seriousness, I've been a Jets fan for 22 years and have never gotten one pick right besides Zach Wilson. With that being said, some... Uh, with that being said, something crazy is always going to happen because it's unpredictable. We can only hope for the best. Yes, I have had zillions of mock drafts that I have done over the course of the last five years, and even before that, before I started making content. And very rarely am I right. Um, I shouldn't say very rarely, but as, as an overall thing for the Jets, I'm you know very rarely like super dialed in. Last year, I said we'd go after Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, I didn't think we'd trade up for AVT, but I thought it was a good move. And then everything else after that, I thought we were going defense in the second round. I thought we were going to look at an edge rusher. I thought we were going to look at a cornerback, but they totally flipped it on me. They went offense heavy. And I think this year you're going to see the opposite. I think you might see like defense heavy, uh, but you got to tune in to our draft stream. Myself, O'Leary and Greenby, we're going to be streaming all three days of the draft. Can't wait. And I just started reaching out to people. We got some special guests coming on. I know Jake's going to be there. Asman, Richie, Joe Blewett, Sabo. Well, you got you got Sack Exchange, NYJ Today. Am I missing anyone? Ali from Loyal NY Jet Fans coming in. We're gonna be rocking. Thomas Cahill drops in the super chat says trade Fant for a second sign Ikem for right tackle. I know the Jets like Ikem. Like, I, I can get it. I understand it. We've heard a lot of smoke around that. But I just don't want to go that route. <laughs> it's, like, really, like, not... We, we fixed offensive line. Like, let's, let's go after some issues. Like, Joe Douglas fancies himself an offensive line scout. Earn your worth. Absolutely earn your worth. Draft guys in the fourth and fifth round and develop them. We have guys for the next two years. There's no reason to spend another first-round pick on an offensive lineman. As much as I like Icky, and I had us take an Icky for a long time, but I think because of the way we handled our free agency, it would be a misallocation of resources to to go that way. Uh, but trading Fant for a second, I think Fant's better than Becton right now. I wouldn't get rid of him. Fant is the only person I think is a lock to be on this team on the offensive line at tackle position. Who we got? Call from Paul. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. Good. So, listen, don't put me on the clock because I'll be less than three minutes. Ryan, <laughs> it's right. I want to talk about one more thing that a lot of you young guys, mm-hmm. maybe Green Bean can relate. I've been watching this team as long as Green Bean has. Mm-hmm. You know why, Ryan? You're good guys. You know, this guy, the Jet Central kid, is a good kid. But you know what? Guess what? I don't want to get another one, number one pick next year. I don't want to. <laughs> Because as a Jet fan and as a season ticket holder, you're going to lose a lot of fans, Joe Douglas. Rob Pasala got one year. He's not a tactician. He's a rah-rah-rah guy. You need to produce this year. Mm-hmm. You need to not hit mm-hmm. and not miss, but to hit. So my point being is that we're all concentrating on all this stuff mm-hmm. when we should focus on the following things. Mm-hmm. A, we don't have a good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. We don't. Corey Davis gets hurt a lot. Should we get a, a homegrown receiver that we haven't gotten since the likes of God knows Keyshawn Johnson? Mm-hmm. We should at number 10. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Another thing, too, is a lot of people don't realize is we have a quarter. That you see with Baker Mayfield, what's happening now, mm-hmm. right? He's been loved over the first couple of years, and now he's throwing out the garbage. We don't know how number two is going to be. If he gets hurt mm-hmm. and we bring Mike White like last year and Mike mm-hmm. White produces, what are we going to do? That's what people don't focus on, on the product now. Not mm-hmm. a 2023 pick and not a 2020. Here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. If they do trade down, here's one guy 
you can all look on YouTube and see that they're sleeping on, mm-hmm. who I think is a good player, solid player. Not a, not a Kayvon Thibodeau is George Karloftis. Oh, I love Karloftis. Sleeping out there. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, he can George go in the top a, ten. I, there's, there's no reason he, he can't can go, go in the top, top 10. ten. He can go into the second round. I think instead mm-hmm. of Sauce Gardner is not even in the realm of Revis. We we shouldn't focus on what we should focus on is the D lineman and mm-hmm. wide receiver. We need a homegrown wide receiver, not a second round pick like Denzel Mims or first round. I think Garrett Wilson fits the system very well because let's remember one thing: we're copying the 49ers. Mm-hmm. We got to get a fullback. We got one now. We need a mm-hmm. tight end. We need a Debo Samuel. Anybody who runs routes. Hello, mm-hmm. Denzel Mims. You don't run routes. We don't need you. So if we're going to mimic where Robert Sala came from, this is the year, Ryan. This is the year. Poor yeah, Joe Douglas, he's a great guy, but this is the year. No 2023 first-round pick. Five, we have nine picks in this draft. They all have to hit. My well, friend, I love you. Him. You're a great guy. Oh, you come on. Now I got to talk. Don't you leave. Go ahead. <laughs> Go let Go you, ahead. I'm Go not ahead. letting you Go leave. Ahead. I got 20 seconds. All right, no, I think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, they absolutely have to win games. You can't go through winning four games you know, this year. You're going to have to come out and win six to eight, you know, ideally seven-plus games. You. you have to be Thank in you. the conversation in December for a wild-card spot. But, I, you Thank know, you. I don't think you have to. Ticket prices are risen now, by the way, fellas. Yes. They had the goal to raise our prices. Go ahead. Oh, of course they will. They're never going to stop. And boom! Ah, you're ejected. You're out of here! Pit. I didn't wait till I got to two uh, to zero because my watch hit the <laughs> the button. Sorry about that. That was a good call, though. I like the energy. Karloftis isn't making it to the second round, though. He may not make it to 20. It's a lot of edge needs. Who we got? Call from Mr. Motivation. Ooh, what's good, Mr. Motivation? How you doing tonight? What's up, Ryan? Just hanging out. Talk to me, brother. Oh, no, I just got a lot on my mind, man. Like, this is probably the most craziest free agency I've ever seen in all my years of watching football by far. Dude, it has been bananas. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and I don't know, like, how it could be. Like, the NFL is second to none. I'm literally, I'm at work, and I'm like, oh, man, this person got traded? Oh, man, that person got signed where? (laughs) Like, what? Totally caught me off guard on, like, half the stuff that's happened. I agree with you on that. And honestly, now that Atlanta has traded away Matt Ryan and mm-hmm. now got Marcus Mariota, I guess that gives us an, an option on like what receiver we truly want. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It depends if Atlanta is going quarterback, which I don't think they will. I think they might sit back, and if someone falls to them that they like, sure, they'll pull the trigger on it. But I don't think they're necessarily targeting uh, quarterback. Hi, I think they're looking wide receiver. And it's going to be between Wilson and London as to who they take. And I think we're going to get the second of those two. I would consider taking receiver at 10 if it's London because he's just such a different profile and he matches up very similarly to um, Mike Williams out in L.A., which is the the Jets were rumored to go after him uh, if you were going to hit the free agent market. So I think that's the kind of receiver they're looking for, even though I agree Garrett Wilson is like, legitimately a scary route runner. I think he's like Odell Beckham 2.0. I would have no problem going either way with those guys. I'm the same I'm the same way. Like, I mean, I was a little skeptical on Drake London because I'm not really a big fan of guys that really come out of USC, but after everything I've been seeing from him, like, mm-hmm. it kind of, like, changed me a little bit. 
dude, he if he runs fast in his 40, and it, it's kind of goofy to say that, I think he plays faster than, you know, you might think. Especially someone his height. He's just aggressively, like, big. <laughs> but, I, again, I, like, I still see the value at the top of the second round. Like, that's where I would prefer to go receiver because I don't think you're going to see that many go before pick 35. I agree with you on that, and I have a serious question for you. I mean, I doubt this is going to happen, but if Mm -hmm. it did, if Jamison Williams ends up being in the second round and we pick at number 35, do you automatically grab him or pass on him? It depends who else is there and how they feel about, like, Watson and Dotson. Like, if if you have your choice between Pickens, Watson, and Jamison Williams, I won't fault them for not going with the the guy that tore his ACL. Well, I guess Pickens did too, but either way, I, I think... You pick whoever you like the most. I like Jamison Williams a lot. I would 100% go after him if he's there at 35, but I do really like what Watson brings to the table. I think he's got some elite speed, and I think he's got some really, really good hands. But Mr. Motivation, you have been ejected from the cockpit. You're out of here! Mumtaz drops in with Super Chat. Mumtaz says... Check in pro football focus rankings for our defensive line and linebackers put me in depression. Quinnen ranked 37th, Rankins 98. We need to go defensive tackle at 10, and we can get, uh, and we can pick best one, or we can go linebacker, also ranked poorly. We can get the best one. I think there is a legitimate thought that the Jets are going to go defensive tackle early in this draft. I don't love it, but I can understand it. Um, edge rusher for me at four, and then maybe you're talking like defensive tackle best one there at 10 i really don't want to see defensive tackle that high like i would like to believe that we could kind of make these guys uh groom them up a little bit i don't know i don't don't want to see it but if they did i could understand it i want to see i don't want to see wide receiver i don't know i think having carl lawson back is going to make quinnen better i think it's make john franklin myers better i think having another edge rusher is going to make all those three better um, why waste a top 10 pick on a defensive tackle when you may have the solution in-house? Um, I don't know. I, I understand the need. I just don't, I don't love going that high on it. Jared drops in with Super Chat. Jared says, I think Walker is like John Franklin Myers, inside-outside rusher. What if we took Walker at four or 10, then took a pure edge guy in the second? Uh, would that be redundant? I think you can play either one, John Franklin Myers or Walker, out wide and i think that's the attractive nature of it because you can kick john franklin myers in you can have walker go on the outside the guy's got like 35 inch arms that's an enormous wingspan there's gonna be other guys that fall to the second round that they really like that are edge rushers too like maybe they pull the trigger on sauce at four which i don't think i love anymore i liked that before the seattle trade and before the falcons losing ridley and trading away matt ryan um I might go a different direction at that point. So, we shall see. Oh, what's up, Greenbean? How you doing in there? Greenbean and I were talking earlier. Had a good conversation with Mr. O'Leary as well. Excited for tomorrow's stream. Phone number is on the screen. Gonna take some calls. You get three minutes to plead your case on how you would rebuild the New York Jets. Call from Maddie Ice. Maddie Ice, <laughs> you just got traded to the Colts. What's going on, brother? 
no, he hung up on me. All right, here, chicken. That's it, you're out of here! Whatever. What's up, brother? Welcome, Welcome to the cockpit. Charles Gorman. What's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Uh, sorry. Listen to your phone, not to the stream. The stream is lagged behind the phone call. If you're listening to the stream to get your answer, I'm going to eject you. That's it! You're out of here! Just like that. Who we got? Call from... Chad. To accept, press 1 to send a voice... What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. How would you rebuild the New York Jets? Well, first thing I just wanted to say, I'm one of those old heads. Uh, <laughs> been a Jets fan since like 76, and it's uh, been a treacherous road most of the way. And I uh, just want to say that you're taking up the mantle very well. We appreciate you, man. Oh, thank you. And, I appreciate uh, my that. Question, yeah, yeah. My question for you is uh, – What's the status with Carl Lawson? Is uh, where, where does what does his recovery look like, uh, and how does that impact our uh, draft picture? Thanks. So I think for me, I would say I'm not like I don't want to overly feel confident about Carl Lawson, but I like the way Cam Akers, the running back for the Rams, came back from his Achilles injury. He tore his Achilles in like June or July, and he came back for the Super Bowl and he looked explosive. Uh, for I think it was two games that he wound up playing. I think he was in the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. Um, so if Carl Lawson can capture that same type of explosion, and I think he's got the work ethic to do it, we are going to be in a really good spot. But for me, I'm taking the edge rusher at four. Pick whoever you want, to your heart's content, whatever guy you deem as the best edge rusher. Make the pick there. Don't worry about it, and then you can free up the rest of your draft. Because I think if you go out of this draft without taking one and Lawson's bad... You're going into next offseason with Lawson's cap hit. You know, it's not bad, but you can move on from him after this year. Um, and ideally, him coming back off an injury, it might take him a year to kind of get back up to speed. It's not guaranteed he's going to hit the ground running the same way he was looking in preseason last year. Um, but I think you hope for the best with him, and you prepare for the worst by taking the edge rusher, which you need anyway on the opposite side. And then you have Huff, you have Anae, you have uh, Jacob Martin, who you just brought in. So you got some guys to rotate in to keep everyone fresh. Um, is there an edge rusher that you particularly like in this class? You know, I got to be honest. I'm not a uh, I'm not a I'm not a real expert on, on mm -hmm. keeping a track of uh, college football players. I'm, I'm you know I, I follow Notre Dame pretty much exclusively, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, so I don't really have a, a good grasp on that. Um, do you like one last thing? I'd like to. Do you like? Uh, oh no no! If you got one last thing, fire away. <laughs> I was just going to, I just wanted to kind of uh, comment on that previous mm -hmm. gentleman about uh, Salah and uh, Douglas. Sure. You know, I've seen a lot of coaches and a lot of GMs, and uh, these are the first two guys to me mm -hmm. that seem like they are, uh, you know, sound, uh, put together, you know, football guys. I, mm -hmm. I don't recall, I don't recall having anybody quite like these guys in, 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 in my time being a Jet fan. I completely agree. I think. I think Douglas is the best GM I've ever seen since I've been alive, and that's, you know, I'm 32 years old. I've been watching the Jets since 1995. I think I really like him. Salah, we need to win. I, I like his personality. He's exactly the type of coach I want, 
but I think you got to see how it all shakes out and do they start winning this year. I think you got to see a few more wins, see the fire, get some guys excited, and then you go into next offseason with guys wanting to come to the Jets the same way guys wanted to go to Cincinnati. But, brother, thank you so much for calling in. You have been That's it! You're out of here! Oh, man. Chicken. <laughs> I love it. Guys are talking in the chat. Got some interesting conversations going on over there. Guys, if you're listening to the chat, listening to the stream, you got like 400 people in here. Drop a like. Call from Lima Bean. Oh, man, it's Lima Bean. What's good, brother? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Ryan. Of course. How you feeling tonight? Um... Overall, I'm actually really happy with free agency, but I am worried about the wide receiver position just because I don't want to see Tariq Black out there. No offense to him, but, like, mm-hmm. he's just – it's scared. The amount of injuries that happened to our receiver core and, the, and how bad they've been overall, just after looking at the NFL, you see what they mean to just about every modern team. It's mm-hmm. pretty bad, like, without having one. Like, you know, the big step up that Josh Allen took was with Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. I mean – Joe Burrow had five legitimate weapons. That's why he didn't need an offensive line. He spread the defense so thin. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, I I understand the value is at two mm-hmm. for the second-round pick. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're, I don't want to be pigeonholed where, like, all the really good ones that the Jets were eyeing are taken in the late first. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, we're taking Chad Hansen and Ardarius Stewart all over again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's dude, nice. I, I don't want that. I'm, Dude, I'm with you. Someone else brought up the idea of trading down and then trading back up. So trading down from 10, getting maybe N'Kobe Dean, and then trading back up to get your receiver in front of a team looking to, to like uh, snatch him there. And I have no problem with that. I think that's a really good move because then you lock these guys in on five-year contracts. Um, and then you kind of spread out like when – wide receiver you know this year in the first round needs his contract that's going to be two years after elijah moore so you can kind of space out your receiver money a little bit so it's not a not a bad option to go receiver in the first round i just don't want to go it at 10 or maybe you go it at 10 and then you trade back up for someone like a dean um i don't know it's tough to, tough and to kind of gauge but... and as much as i love nicobe dean it's just what helps zach more like we won't go anywhere Mm-hmm. Unless he takes a big step up, we got to learn yeah. to put thirty to thirty-five points a game. It's just look at the AFC, look at the quarterbacks we're facing. Mm-hmm. This schedule just got tougher for us, you know. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's just, I, like it's it saddens me to hear so many people want defensive tackles. Like, have we not done this song and dance any again? Like, how many times are we going to take a hidden production mm-hmm. defensive tackle that underwhelms us? You know, like yep. we already took Leo Williams, we already took Quinnen Williams when we should have took Josh Allen the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be like most modern teams and take uh, a tackle in the later rounds or wherever else like there has to be something else like there has to be like it's just we need a wide receiver we need a defensive end and those are our biggest biggest things ever like we, without zach progressing forward and even though i know we're going to play a heavy 12 personnel mm-hmm. even the biggest 12 personnel team only goes 35 to 40 percent of the time we still got like 60 to 70 percent left mm-hmm. we need receivers and not to mention you're asking a lot from um, our second year receiver, and also from who uh, the guy we got last year, like to take big steps up, and that's that's a lot. That's it. You're out of here. Ejected from the cockpit. I don't disagree. I understand having the concern, and I think trying to get the uh, wide receiver in the first round, there's a lot of value in that, and you don't want to be left high and dry, especially the way our free agent period looked. 
Defensive tackle, I agree. I think it's a need, but I don't think it's something that I want to address in like the top, I'll be honest, like the top three, four rounds. Like if you want to take a developmental one in the fourth round, maybe I consider that, but like I really don't want to go defensive tackle. I think the value is edge rusher. I think it's, you know, as much, I want to take sauce. <laughs> I'm just stuck on that. I don't, I, I want to take sauce at 10 if he's there. If not, trade down, go with, you know, a Dean or someone like that. Maybe you go with the receiver there. But I think moving uh, towards receiver in the second round or trading up towards the tail end of the first, I think there's a real shot the Jets are looking to move up into the first round at the back end, uh, and I would love it, especially maybe a team like, you know, maybe he's got maybe they call up their old buddy uh, Mike McDaniel, and they're like, hey, come on, trade with us. <laughs> I know he's on the Dolphins, but we'll, we'll, we'll swing some picks. We made some trades with the Patriots. Why not? I can see it happening. Kelvin drops in the super chat says Ravens would take Linderbaum at 14. Why not us at 10? Because we don't necessarily need to take one at 10. I think there's going to be a lot of options for us, as well as keeping McGovern. Uh, I don't hate the idea of London. I think he's at, or sorry, not London. I don't hate the idea of Linderbaum. I just think we have a lot of other needs. Why strengthen an already strong offensive line when you can strengthen a weakness in the defensive line or the defensive backfield? Uh, you know, maybe it's a linebacker, maybe it's just trading down in general. I think there's a real shot. The Texans, I think they're at what, 12 now. I think if the Texans are at 12, they might take the, uh, take Linderbaum there. And then the Ravens can't. So maybe the Ravens and Jets talk trade going from 10 down to 14 and the Jets pick up. I don't know. What is it? Is it a second round pick? Is it a third round pick? I'll take an extra third, go two in the first, two in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth, two in the fifth. Uh, I love me some draft capital. Got some options, boys. John drops in with Super Chat. John says, I thought I saw that we traded the fourth pick to Philly for 15 and 19. I think there is absolutely, absolutely a, uh, a legitimate thought to that. If they want to come up and get Thibodeau or an edge rusher of their choice, and the Jets are like, hey, we think someone's going to wind up falling to us at number 10, an edge rusher. Let's move back. Let's get 15 and 19. I'm all for it. Joe Douglas's former team, make it happen. Absolutely make it happen. Uh, let's see. Where did I see this? I just saw someone join the channel. I want to throw it on the screen. Am I going to find it? I'm not going to find it now. Well, anyway, thank you. A Blab Studios. <laughs> hey, Blab Studios. Thank you so much for joining the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. Make sure you guys hit that J-E-T-S emoji in the chat so that way I can see you guys support the channel. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Alibab Studio, Studio says, where is the call-in number? The call-in number is right at the top screen. Right there. Call-in number's right there. When I do the Super Chats, I pull the Google Voice down so that way it's not ringing in the background. So as I'm doing this, obviously go to the Super Chats, then I'll get your uh, your thoughts right there. Uh, but call-in number will go on in just a second. Edward Ziff drops in with a Super Chat. Edward said, well, not Super Chat. He's, he gets a Super Chat for being a member of the channel. Free Super Chat. Uh, thank you for being a member for 10 months. He says, trade number four and number 69. Uh, trade number four and 69 for what? Are we going up? I don't want to go up. Or you want to go down from four, up from 69? Or down from four, down from 69? 
I need more details. I need more details. All right, Google Voice is back up. If you don't get through, just keep on calling. Just means there's a lot of people uh, calling in. You can't get your, your voice heard, so make sure you hang around. Call from Mike the Barber. Mike the Barber, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Jet Nation. How do you feel about taking two edges and just solidifying, taking the maximum value? What do you think? Ooh, you're saying going two edge rushers in the top ten? Just solve it. They, they cost a lot of money. Just, buy, just draft them now. Oh God, that's I've seen a few people say that, and I don't, I don't think I could sign off on that. The we have so many needs. I mean, if you love, I, you, I don't know. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. If you want to go and tell me you want to take Jordan Davis or or Wyatt or someone like that that might be a really strong defensive tackle, and you want to get an edge rusher, mm-hmm. maybe I see it, but like I don't <laughs> want that. I really want to try and spread this around, and if you can get your cornerback because look i like dj reed a lot he's a top 10 corner last year i think he's a lock to be on this team for the next two years but if you take a corner in the first round you got a cheap corner under contract for five years and then you have the option of franchise tagging that player and statistically speaking i mean now maybe this is getting to your point there's a 50 percent chance of a first round pick busting so if you go double dip at edge, you're guaranteed to get one you know quote unquote yeah, I'm with you. I want sauce too, but at the odds say I probably shouldn't. I should probably should just take the lineman. Oh, dude, I understand it. I I completely get not wanting to go <laughs> like wanting sauce, but not you know wanting to go sauce. That's why I was like almost like interested in the trading for Daniil Hunter because it's like oh, if we trade for Daniil Hunter, that might put sauce back on the table. And now I think mm-hmm. there's the only way you should go sauce is if he's there at ten. I don't know if you could pull the trigger at four on him with our needs. Really. Right I, I don't know. It dep- if they think that there's going to be more quarterbacks going in the top 10 and they think an edge rusher is going to fall to number 10, I'm okay with that because I like more edge rushers than I like cornerbacks. And I like... Who are you going to take at four anyway? Four? I'm going We're not taking rusher. Thibodeau. No, I don't okay, want Thibodeau. We're not taking I, Walker or Jermaine Johnson are the two guys I'm kind of keeping my eye on. I think Walker is just a freak talent. Um, I don't know. I you could can't go get any- that at 10? maybe but he may not make it past the giants like at number seven like i think the giants are definitely going o-line at five or something i think they're gonna take an organization i i I wish i could share (laughs) in the enthusiasm of that but i don't know if i see it i don't know they have to go offensive line they will i think i think they'll get neil or icky because i don't think an offensive lineman goes before us anymore but I think there's going to be some real discussion about trading out of four because I think Carolina is going to target Willis if Willis does not go number two to the Lions. So look for the Steelers possibly to jump up. You know, maybe the uh, the Falcons now. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I don't mind. Walker at four. We could make Jermaine Johnson at ten. That's great. Sure. <laughs> you want the old double dip. Look, I would be yeah. ecstatic to get an edge rusher. I, I don't know if I would endorse the double dip, though. Brother, you've been ejected from the cockpit. You're out of here! Let's see. Jake, just become a member of the channel, brother. Members, drop those J-E-T-S in the chat for our new member, Jake. Thank you so much. Edward Ziff says, trade number four and number 16, uh, 69 to the Eagles for 15 and 19. Yeah, look, I'm on I'm on board for that. Get two first-round picks, let them come up and get the uh, the edge rusher or whatever they want in front of the Giants. Maybe they're going up to get an offensive lineman. I don't know if they uh, 
I don't know what the Eagles need. I've kind of been, what I've been doing my mock drafts. I've been giving them an edge rusher, a wide receiver, and a corner. I think I have them taking Stingley just because they have so many picks they can afford to like flub one up for a guy that should be a, uh, you know, an elite talent with some issues uh, as far as the injury history goes. DJ Sin, member of the channel, celebrates 13 months of membership. He drops in with his free super chat, says, sign a quality wide receiver, double dip defensive players. I would love to sign a quality wide receiver, but who is that now? Is it Julio Jones? I don't want to touch Julio. Not at this point, unless he goes for someone that's like, is he going on a Keelan Cole deal? $5 million, $5.5 million? Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to see. I don't think there's a receiver out there right now in free agency that you could target before the draft that would make me feel comfortable about passing on a receiver at least in the top two rounds. Um, so I, I disagree with you, DJ. But thank you so much. Who we got? Call from Kingston. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, man, what's going on? How you doing tonight? I'm just hanging in there, having a good old time with a nice cold brewski. Talk to me. How you feeling tonight? <laughs> I see that, man. Enjoy. Uh, talking about talking about uh, rebuilding these Jets, I like where your head's at, taking an edge rusher at four mm-hmm. and a receiver at ten. You know, mm-hmm. pick your poison at edge, Thibodeau. You know, Hutchinson, if he falls, he's not going to. Georgia guy, it doesn't really matter who you get. You're going to get a star there and a stud number 10. Mm-hmm. And I think you get past pick 21, 22, mm-hmm. and Tyler Lindenbaum is still available. Mm-hmm. I think you have to consider trading pick 35 mm-hmm. and 69, move up, mm-hmm. and take him to solidify that line, mm-hmm. have five legit starters, mm-hmm. and then you can finally take uh, what's it called, McGovern's contract. I think it's $10 million cap hit. Yeah, you saved you nine. Can- Oh, $9 million. My apologies. Yeah, $9 million cap it. Get rid of him. Use that money elsewhere. And then at pick 38, you know, mm-hmm. there'll still be plenty of uh, quarterbacks available, like McCreer from Auburn, maybe, Gordon from Washington. Mm-hmm. And then you can then you can build O-line depth in rounds four and five and take a running back to help out Carter. What do you think about that? I really like going running back later in this round, like later in this draft. I really like Dalvin Cook's brother, uh, James Cook. That would be the one if I could target a running back. And I don't know where he's projected to go, but I'm big onto, on family lineage and just watching him play the way he did at Georgia. The guy can cash out of the backfield. If you had him and Carter, love it. Absolutely love oh, it. totally agree. He was he was fun to watch this year. I think you pair those two together, mm-hmm. you might be able to get fourth round. Especially this is a, you know, running yeah. backs aren't too big this year. So I think you may be able to get him in the fourth round. Yeah, I think there's a real shot that... I was talking to O'Leary before this, and he's just like, oh, you might be able to get him like undrafted. I was like, I don't know if he's going that far. But, man, if you can ooh. get... Cook. Oh, no, I said, ooh, like... No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. No, if you could get him undrafted, that would be fantastic. It wouldn't shock me if the Jets wind up trading down and like collecting a few more picks, like late round picks, like fifth, sixth, seventh round guys. Uh, or draft picks, so that way they can target guys from the Senior Bowl. And I think undrafted free agent-wise, you're going to see a lot of Senior Bowl prospects target the Jets, target the Lions, because they have that report from them from that time. Exactly, yeah. That's normally how it goes over the last couple of years. Whoever's mm-hmm. been coaching that Senior Bowl has mm-hmm. gotten those undrafted free agents late, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where I, I think the 49ers, when they 
did it in 2019. They drafted, was it four players from the Senior Bowl? And I don't know how many they got after the fact either. Yeah, that's true. But my biggest thing is if you can get to that 2021 range and Lindenbaum is still somewhere available, Mm -hmm. he'd be perfect for that offense. Perfect. Ooh, it'd be scary good. But, brother, you've been injected. You're out of here! Thought I saw a uh, member chatting there. Travis, thank you so much for supporting the channel. He celebrates two months of membership with a free super chat. He says... What are the chances of us still getting the honey badger? I keep seeing reports, go Jets. Well, him and Will Parks are friendly, so maybe there's a situation where it happens. I would think we're just headed towards the draft at this point, but I've always liked honey badger. I just think we're going younger. Someone in the second round. I think that's where the value at safety is. Not at number four. I think Hamilton is not the way to go. I like Honey Badger, but I think we're getting younger. All right, boys and girls. Make sure you hit that like button. Going to go back to the phone lines. Get your thoughts. You get three minutes on the clock. Want to hear all your thoughts. Who we got? Call from Nick. Nick, what's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on? I really don't understand why people are so against taking an offensive lineman in the first round Mm -hmm. Uh, because I don't know I just don't feel like the job on this offensive line is done because Mm -hmm. I I mean Connor McGovern I know statistically I think he was like top 10 this year but I mean Mm -hmm. he's not long term I don't think and I I definitely Mm -hmm. think we can improve at center so like if they took Tyler Linderbaum at 10 I really wouldn't be mad at that I would know I wouldn't be mad at it because I trust Douglas to make the right decision. My issue is Joe Douglas fancies himself an offensive line scout, and if you're that good, you should be able to hit on developmental guys in the fourth, fifth round and just groom them. Right. Like McGovern, I, look, if they want to pull the trigger on Linderbaum, I love Linderbaum. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I think McGovern has some questionable characteristics from like a leadership standpoint in terms of like not helping his quarterback up. Like it, The whole offensive line sort of had this yeah. weird vibe to it last year. So I get why we've been sniffing around at center. We were talked about with Jensen, with Bozeman. I would love to sign Bozeman before the draft, and I don't know if he's signed anywhere. Definitely. What was yeah. that? If we can, I know, if, I definitely. Yeah, because yeah. if we can get him, then at least you, you know, say you solve your center need there, then you have your line at least for the next few years, depending on what you, you know, do with Fant. Um, right. I don't. I would say offensive line is a strength of this team we should have a top 15 offensive line with this unit right now i think you could get some depth the way we got depth last year for defense in the secondary in the later rounds i think joe douglas should be able to spot talent there he shouldn't have to spend elite picks on that same thing with robert sal like i expect him to get some late round gems like a michael carter like uh you know uh what am i thinking Eccles, like those type of guys like you should be able to hit on some of your later round picks at the position of knowledge that you have um and daniel jeremiah kind of hinted at it too he said you don't have to build an an elite offensive line with all first round picks and i think he's damn right oh yeah definitely but um in terms of becton too just really quick Mm -hmm. i sure i i wouldn't be opposed to taking a Quanu at four, not a Quanu and Linderbaum. I definitely yeah, don't yeah. want to do that. But sure. If, if they did take a Quanu at four, 
I could kind of understand that because we really don't know if Becton is. And I love Becton. Mm-hmm. I think he's a beast, but we don't know if he could stay healthy because people forget he was great his first year, but he was he missed a lot of time his first year. Mm-hmm. He wasn't healthy the entire year. So like, yeah, I think he played um, thirteen or fourteen of the sixteen games, and he was banged up a little bit be- between that and had like some you know came out for a few plays to like catch his breath. I understand yeah. the fear, and I it wouldn't shock me if they trade Becton, but I think they're gonna try and roll with him because it's it's you know a high draft pick. Try to make him work because we saw how wow he was his first year when he was out there on the field, and I think he would have been poised to do that this year with AVT next to him, uh, you know, some legitimate mm. guard help. So I want to see another year from him before we try to move on from or do anything like that. I would like to retain Fant, but it wouldn't shock me if Fant stayed on this team longer than Becton based on health concerns and maybe, you know. Look, remember, Joe Douglas brought in Fant on a whim. He was like the a swing tackle, and he was a, you know, a part-time tight yeah, end yeah. in Seattle. Uh, these are the types of players that Joe Douglas should be hitting on. But, brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected You're out of here! From the cockpit. All right, let's get to some super chats real quick. Mumtaz drops in with a super chat. Mumtaz says, how about Sauce at four and Karloftis, Johnson, or Walker at 10? KT is a question mark anyway. In my mind, this would work or we can trade back. Look, I really want this. <laughs> like, I want Sauce at four. I feel like the fourth pick is such a statement pick for your franchise. It's, hey, this is the character, the type of person we want in the locker room. We have, there's what, 255 draft picks, and we are able to pick our fourth, maybe not our fourth favorite, like the best guy in this draft, one of the best guys in this draft, especially if a quarterback goes at two. You're taking one of the top three guys at a non-quarterback position with number four, and I do think Sauce is worthy of that. And I think it's an absolute statement pick for sure. Does he make it to 10? I'm not sure. So you might have to take him at four. But after paying DJ Reed a three-year, $33 million contract, and he played like a top 10 corner, if you get your edge rusher, I have a hard time wanting to go sauce at four at this point now. I would love the pick, but I would I would be concerned, especially now that you start looking at like, I think the Giants are going to take an edge rusher. I think the uh, Seahawks are probably going to take an edge rusher. So if those two go, especially if Thibodeau goes before the Jets and Hutchinson goes, now maybe that fifth one's there. Do you love whoever's left over? If you like a lot of the edge rushers, do this. I have no problem. But if you have one guy you covet, take him at four. Hope Sauce falls to 10. If he doesn't fall to 10, trade back. If not, and you're stuck at the 10th pick, you know, go the... Go the uh, wide receiver, go the defensive tackle, go the linebacker, do something like that. You can help your team a lot more. Um, But I think edge at four frees you up to really do a lot of different things um, throughout the rest of the draft. Uh, But look, I don't don't hate what you're saying, Mumtaz, at all. Dick Delgado drops in the Super Chat, says, Rebuild the Jets. I didn't see the 2022 script that the Jets would get over four wins. Thanks, Dick. Always good for some type of annoying comment that gets me all fired up. Ugh. Rick drops in with the Super Chat. Rick says, I like Pierce, the wide receiver. You think he makes it to pick 69? I like Pierce as well. I have no problem with them going with him in the third round. There's a few guys that might wind up making it that far. I really like receiver at 35, though. I think you can go after a Pickens. I think you could go after uh, a Dotson. Maybe Jamison Williams falls. The guys that Traylon Burks kind of 
you know, emulates almost like an A.J. Brown and a um, Debo Samuel went in the second round. You know, he had a worse RAS score, so maybe that's someone that falls. Told you guys I like Pickens. I don't know. I like Pierce, though. I was watching some highlights of him uh, recently, like today, recently. All right, call-in number is on the screen. If you can't get through, just keep on calling because it just means a lot of people are calling through. Uh, don't bother leaving a voicemail because I'm never going to listen to it. Call from Joe. Joe, what's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan, what's up? No, just another day in paradise, brother. Talk to me. How you feeling about the off season? Good. I tell you, all these young guys calling in, they're all over the place, man. <laughs> right? Their lack of experience really shows. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, I was there. I was at it. I was like, I remember back in, what was it, 2000, was it 14, 15, when we had the really big wide receiver draft, and I was like, oh, the Louisville Sluggers, they're like, I want them. Like, I know we need receiver, but we could get one in the second round. And then we passed on it, and then everything wound up going to shit. So I can sympathize. You fall in yeah. love with a certain player, but... You know, Linderbaum, I think, is one that kind of gets a lot of Jet fans because of the whole uh, Mangold and Mawai sort of love as well. But talk to me. What do you want to see? Well, I mean, I mean, Mangold to me probably will be a Hall of Famer one day, and Mawai already yeah. is. So, I mean, yeah. if you get a Hall of Fame center, mm -hmm. you know, how can you say no to some extent? But no, I get true. that point, what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. What I want, like we talked about last week, remember we said mm -hmm. we think the source is going to be number four, and then we think Wilson mm -hmm. might be ten. And mm -hmm. But I don't think that's what the Jets, I think, are going to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think I want source at four, though. I do think we need a pass rusher. Yep, I agree. I think Walker or, or, or me, mm -hmm. personally, Karloftis. Mm -hmm. Karloftis. Karloftis. <laughs> He's a yeah. hard name. He's a Greek freak, right? Yeah, it's Greek Freak, but uh, mm -hmm. I think that's the route they should go. I, yeah. I think cornerback could be good at 10, but not yeah, number I mean, four. Dude, I'm in the same boat, and I, I blew it and I were talking about this, how the trades with uh, the Falcons and also the losing of Ridley mixed with the trade with the Seahawks as well has allowed the door to open a little bit more on Sauce falling to 10. Uh, if he falls there to 10... I'm running up to the podium and I'm taking him. I don't care. I love the position. I love the player. I love the talent. Mm -hmm. Like I just love everything about him, but I'm right there with you. I think edge is so critically important to this defensive scheme and this team in general. Pick your pick of the litter at number four, and it frees you up the rest of the draft. Yeah. I mean, I'm like you. I think Kevin Thibodeau is overrated. I mm -hmm. do. I don't, that's not so much for his personality. I don't think mm -hmm. he's such a bad guy. Mm -hmm. I've seen him interview with Ray Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Kind of remind me a little bit of him. Sure. The way they talk. Without the whole but, murder um, investigation thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Little, little shady there. But, you know, but no, I, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. If you could get uh, someone like thing, though, a Ray Lewis at your edge rush position, it'd be worth it. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. But I got to say this, though. I, we get Traylon Burks in the second round. Mm-hmm. That's a steal. Let me tell you, he mm -hmm. didn't have a good combine, but that guy's got good hands, man. I agree. <laughs> That's it. You're out of here. That was a great call. I hate ejecting him because I actually, like, thoroughly enjoy his calls normally. Uh, that was a good call as well. So I agree. We're on the same wavelength, brother. I think it's edge at four, 
And then if Sauce is there at 10, you take him there. Otherwise, you wind up going a receiver or something along those lines. Who we got? Call from. To accept, press 1. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Brian. It's me, Charles. How are you? Nah, not bad. Talk to me. How you feeling tonight? Good. First of all, it's an honor and pleasure to talk to you for the first time. I'm oh. the guy that emailed you about that Superman thing before. Oh, no way. <laughs> it's all right. Dude, my, my thoughts on Superman, great character. I hate the superpowers. He's he's the, like, when you're playing superpowers in the backyard, he's the one that just has every other superpower, and you can't beat him, and it just gets me frustrated. But enough about well, that. You've got, well, I know we're supposed to be talking about the Jets, but he's not the only character mm -hmm. that's like that. you got the Martian Manhunter. See, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, like, but Superman's what? like, Su Superman is like the famous superhero. Like, if you if you had to pick, like, hey, name a superhero. Nine times, maybe not well, nine times out of ten, but I would bet the majority of people would say you know, Superman. First of all, first of all, Ryan, I hate to cut you off, but I never really had it. I'm a, I'm a big Superman fan. Like, I've been a big Superman fan since I was, like, six. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, first of all, it's not his fault he was born like that, okay? He was born a Kryptonian. If you're going to blame somebody, blame his fucking parents, okay? <laughs> no, I mean, look, I'm blaming the writer. He's just, whoever wrote him up, was like, hey, yeah, let's give him every superpower possible, and like, well, he doesn't actually have every superpower. I know. He has the kryptonite a thing. And, oh, but he could jump over a. Ah, sorry, <laughs> you're getting me fired up. I, there's a lot of other superheroes I like before Superman. I'll put it that way. I don't hate Superman. I just, ugh, I don't know. The superpowers are just crazy. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, anyway, I want to talk to you about the Jets real. Want to talk to you about the Jets, which is the most part I want to talk to you about. Sure. Uh, how do you feel about Traylon Burks? Are you one of those Jet fans that was upset over his combine or not really? Uh, I would say his combine maybe took me out of the thought of wanting him at 10. I think seeing the receivers that stood out mixed with the combine and the senior bowl, I'm more comfortable with a lot of receivers at 35 or even trading back into the first round at the end of the first than I am at taking receiver at number 10. Um, if I were to take a receiver at 10, it would be Garrett or London in a trade down situation. I would take Burks, uh, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't dislike him, but I just like other guys a little bit more at other positions. I think. That's true. Are you, uh, did you like Mechie? I heard a lot of Jet fans talk about Mechie. I've heard a lot of people talk to me about him. Um, I, I haven't watched enough of him, so I, I can't give a fair grade, but I've heard he's more of a slot, like a replacement for Crowder. Is that true? That's true. I mean, Messi's a good receiver, but you know what really uh, pisses me off is that I'm not trying to – but a lot of people are giving up on Beckton. That really pisses me off. Like, oh, he's too fat. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my dad told me about this really good offensive lineman from the College of Minnesota. I forgot mm -hmm. his name. Daniel Falele. He's 6'7 or 6'8, six 6'9, foot six foot 400 pounds. Guy's enormous. My dad wants him. So we had but him. Mine was first on in the second round. So I had the Jets taking him last year. At, like he opted out, and I thought he was going to go into the draft. He wound up not going into the draft. He's only played football for like three years. Um, so there's a I've lot of upside there. He, he, there's a lot of upside there. The issue with us is you kind of need a fast. You, you kind of need fast linemen to run the zone blocking scheme. And he was on. I think he was on our senior bowl team, and he was getting smoked by edge rushers. And he's kind of a little That's big crazy. for, yeah, he's, it's, he's just so big. 
And then you kind of run into the same possible potential question marks of like, if he gets injured, are you going to run into like a Becton kind of issue with like, he can't just, you know, it, it's hard for him to recover because when you can't run, like he hurt his leg, that means he can't work out. He's going to balloon in weight. And that's why his, his injury took longer to come back from than we wanted to. But he's still a very good player, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I completely agree. And I think if he can wind up staying healthy, I think there's a real good shot that he's going to be our left tackle and for I a think, long time. And I don't deny his work You're out of here! <laughs> uh, we got another phone call. All right, Jesse, I'll get to your super chat. And Marcus, I'll get to your super chat in just a second. We're going to get this phone call out of the way real quick. Call from... What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Matt. What's going on? Um, how are you, you feeling to tonight? What you would you think about trading back from four to with the Eagles to 15 and getting also getting 19? I like it. I have no problem with that whatsoever. If you make that move, it just concerns me like do do they believe strongly enough that there's an edge rusher at 10 that they want or do they try to go a different position if you can get three first round picks because you've traded down you get the two first i mean heck you could trade back into the first and do it again you can have four first round picks this year Greenbean, i see you in the chat we're getting all sorts of excited we we're talking about trading back into the first round how people got to watch the draft stream because it could go friggin bananas but yeah, what do you think? Do you think if the Jets trade down with the Eagles, who do you target at 10, 15, and 19? At 10, Jermaine Johnson, and then 15, Nicole Dean, and 19, Jamison Williams. And then mm. now that co- covers our receiver, and, and linebacker, and pass rush. That would so be now my we preference. Have the rest of the draft to mm-hmm. cover... Um, backup lineman, a running back, and maybe a safety. That's a pretty good plan. If you were to go in and say, okay, number 10, you can get Jermaine Johnson or Walker or Karloftis. Like, you're going to get one of your edge rushers there that you really like. If you like a whole bunch of edge rushers and you don't love just one, wait till 10. Then at 15 and 19, you have the opportunity to get N'Kobe Dean because I don't think he's going to go before them. Uh, or even Devin Lloyd, if you love Devin Lloyd. Like, whichever one is your choice. I prefer... For, prefer Dean. I really like Jamison Williams. I don't know if I love him in the first round, but I guess if you go that route, at least you have the opportunity to let him have like a red shirt year and still have four more years with him. So I understand that. And I think he could have been the best receiver in the draft. Um, yeah, look, I'd do it. I have no problem with that. I think you just have to make sure you like enough edge rushers because I don't want to pass on four if you wind up running that, uh, you know, running the risk of missing out on the top edge rushers. So, and then going into the second round, mm-hmm. after getting all of those three, I, I wouldn't mind even possibly taking a running back to go with Michael Carter at 38 or trading back and still getting one of them good running backs at 38. If So let's say we go edge rusher at 10, you go linebacker, you go receiver in the first round so you have those three now you have 38 or 35 and 38 i'm probably looking at safety with one of those picks because i think there's gonna be a really good one there and then you probably look in like defensive tackle maybe um i don't know i don't want to go tight end super early you could look to trade down i guess if there's someone that covets someone like early in the second round because they've had a night to think about it maybe they give up a little bit more value than you would have otherwise got you can see that Brother, thank you so much for calling in. You have been ejected. You're out of here. All right, let's jump into a few super chats real quick. We got Marcus 
He says, can we get DK Metcalf? Maybe. I don't I don't see it as a likely situation. I think we're going to draft our receiver. But if your plan is to take a receiver at 10 and you're like dead set on it, I would at least try to get DK at number 10. I think it's a worthwhile shot and you pay him the money, whatever it is, 25, 30 million dollars. I mean, realistically, you probably won't have to give him the like 28, 30 million dollar contract, whatever you're you're looking at for some of these receivers like Hopkins or like uh, uh, Devontae Adams because of the franchise tag. Like those guys could have been franchise tagged, but do you want to roll the dice on that? I, I don't know. I would have no problem with trading number 10 for DK if the plan is to go receiver at 10. If the plan is not to go receiver at 10, then I would wait till the second round. And I think there's part of me that thinks if you give DK a monster contract, it almost puts like a, I don't want to say it puts a bad taste in like some of the players on your team's mouth, but like, I don't necessarily love it. Um, you know what? Here, let's let's do a poll question because this is really cool. I saw someone say we should do a poll question. I wish I could do this where my moderators could do the poll so that way we could have fun with it and I just <laughs> don't have to focus on it. But let's say, should we take wide receiver at 10? And it's going to be an easy yes, no. What do you think? Could be any receiver you want. Yes, no, right there. It's a good question, Metcalf. Or Marcus. <laughs> About Metcalf. Uh, Jesse Peterson. Jesse Peterson drops in the Super Chat, says, Nicobe Dean, first round, please reach or trade up down. Um, I love Nicobe Dean. Like, when we first did our postseason uh, stream, I was on Richie's channel over on Jets Media, and he was saying, I think we were talking about, like, if there was a player that you could, like, target, who do you really like? And at that point, I was watching N'Kobe Dean a lot. And I was like, this guy gets it. He's the violent hitter, the leader on the defense that I think you could absolutely bring in and would just fit like a glove. Absolutely love him. Sideline to sideline linebacker. He's elite. Would love it. I think you got to get him in a trade-down situation, and I don't think he makes it past the Patriots at pick 21. Um, we'll see. Shivanshu drops in with a super chat. This is Lima Bean. Lima Bean says, Even if Sauce falls to 10, can we afford to risk a redo of the 2014 draft again? Sauce is a better prospect, but do we want to get stuck with a meh wide receiver? Hashtag Louisville. So he's talking about when we took uh, the Louisville slugger, the safety from uh, Louisville, Calvin Pryor, at pick 17, 16, whatever that pick was, uh, mid to late teens, and you pass on the receiver. I don't remember off the top of my head who our second round pick was that year. Um, but I think we wound up going like our Darius Stewart, like real late. Was that that year or was that the Adams draft? I don't remember. You don't want to pass on the receivers. But if you love a lot of the receivers, like if you think there's going to be guys in the second round or might be falling to the end of the first and you're willing to go back up after trading down, I don't know. I think you establish your defense with an edge rusher, with a corner, and a linebacker. If you can get one guy at each tier of your defense, I mean, you, you just, you're set. You're locked in. 
I think there's a lot of receivers I like at 35, but there's a lot of concern, and I completely understand where you're coming from, Lima Bean. Uh, so I'm looking at the uh, the poll. If you guys haven't answered the poll question, that is in the live chat, and it looks like 67% of you are saying that we should take a receiver at number 10. The top dog. Top dog at number 10. Oh, man. I thought I normally have a relatively good pulse on the Jets' uh, fanhood. Maybe not. Call from... Green Beans Beard, man. What's up, Jeremy? Welcome to the cockpit. <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. How you feeling tonight? Feeling good. Feeling good. All right. How would you uh, attack this draft? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've full, came full circle. Um, I want to go back to where I was in the beginning, which is I would love to grab our guy at four, Mm-hmm. See if one of the edges slip. Um, I wouldn't mind Sauce Gardner at all in that spot, to be honest. But uh, ten, I would love to trade back a little bit. Are you saying at four or ten? Grab your guy. I could grab a Sauce at four and be perfectly happy. Oh yeah, I completely understand. But in, but if yeah. you say they don't do that, are you thinking edge or trade down? Um, definitely edge. If one of the two fall, I mean, I know mm-hmm. that you have your problems with tip, but I think mm-hmm. that they. It's what I, I think they will. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, the dream would be Hutch Falls, right? Um, sure. But I could I could see ten really trading down into that mm-hmm. sweet spot, like with Pittsburgh or something, and grabbing the Kobe Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love that move. I'm all about that move all day long. Um, and if we get a if we would do something with the Eagles with number mm-hmm. four and get those uh, and get two picks, I mm-hmm. think that extra pick goes to like a guy like Linderbaum. If he falls to. To that pick, so let's say you get your edge at ten, then, and then Linderbaum's there at say fifteen. He gets past Baltimore. He gets past the Texans. Then that would be really cool. And then at nineteen, you grab Nicobe Dean. And then at thirty-five, you grab like Watson. And then at thirty-eight, you grab someone like Scene or Brisker <laughs> or Petrie. Oh my God! I would go freaking nuts. Oh God! This is what's gonna happen on draft night. Ah! Now you're, you're, now you're describing excited. my my mock. <laughs> He's describing my mock drafts now. <laughs> God, my heart's going to explode. <laughs> this is not good. Oh, dude, I would absolutely love that. Because, look, tight end is something that I would... I'm glad we got two tight ends in free agency because I would prefer to go tight end at, like, third, fourth round cause where the where the value is. I really like Charlie Kolar in the event that Jeremy Ruckert's not there. But I think there's a deep, deep tight end class this year. Oh, absolutely. Kate Otten, Jake Ferguson... Jelani um, Woods, Jelani Woods, yeah, yeah. There's Charlie Kolar, yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of guys. Oh yeah. If there's one player that you covet, like a guy that you think you want on this team, it may not necessarily be feasible, but is there a player that you really like? People hate this, but I love Christian Wadman. Ah, oh, I really like him. I 35. <laughs> if he's the pick at 35, I'm gonna be excited. Oh my God! If he if he if he hits six five that speed, it'd be insane. Oh, it's elite, absolutely elite. If he can go up and get those jump balls too, love it, love oh, it, brother. You've been ejected from the cockpit. You're out of here, boys and girls. We got thirty more minutes of Collins. Phone numbers on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. <laughs> Ugh, 
belching. Sorry. Duncan says, Ryan moving to the Shandy? I only had two beer. Oh, I had one beer. I had the Amstel Light. I get these, like, random beers from work because, like, you're not allowed to take your own alcohol onto the golf course. And when we confiscate it from you, if you don't come back and pick it up, your boy gets some stream beers. I think that's where the Shandies came from, too. Um, <laughs> can't complain. What's up? Oh, God, I really like the second camera. Do you like my little dinosaur? 3D printed, baby. Oh, boy, who we got? Who we got? Call from... To accept, What's press good? One. Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What's on your mind? Well, what are we thinking about? I, I'm, I'm getting upset about this wide receiver shit. Ooh, what do you, what first, do you think? Oh, about? I'm sorry. That's my bad word. I, no, it's I, all right. I, I own my own channel. <laughs> I don't care. I know. Uh, so, just don't drop too I don't too like hearing about it in the, 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 between 4 and 10. Yes, I agree. So, so talk to me. Why don't you want receiver, you know, in the first round or at least like top 10? And then where would you go? And is there a player you like? At four or ten? No, 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 no. Is there a player you like uh, receiver-wise in like the second round? No, I feel like it's such a wide group. I'm not really sold on one, which is why I don't really want to do it. You know? Do you, do you want like no receiver in the draft? Is that kind of what you're thinking? No, no, no. I'm thinking second round. But I there's such a big group of wide receivers that you kind of I don't really go think we have to do it in the first round. Yeah, look, I'm right there with you. I th I think that's where it is. I think there's so many good receivers that are in that like late first, early second realm that the value's there. Like go a different position and need at ten. Like you could help your young quarterback by getting the offense of the other team off the field and not scoring points, and then help them in the second round. Exactly. The only thing I need, I think we need to do with, with our first two picks mm -hmm. is a uh, edge rusher. Yes, 100%. That, that is the key. You have to get one with either four or ten, and I think it's got. I, it should be. I shouldn't say it's got to be. It should be four. Um, almost the same way that I felt like, as much as I loved C.D. Lamb that year with Mackay Becton, left tackle was 100% the pick. Absolutely the right way to go. That's how I feel about edge rusher this year. We just had the luxury of having two top ten picks where we could kind of play a little bit with this. I just don't particularly like... Uh... Uh, KT. Yeah, neither do I. I. I really, I don't. And it's, it's, it's not because of the skill. It's just because of the talent at the position aside from him. There's so much. I'd rather take, uh, and it's funny. I'd rather take your guy. You've convinced me that, uh, we should take sauce? <laughs> the quarterback there. Oh, yeah, good. Sauce. Dude, I love sauce. So I was on a, so this is really cool. I don't know if you've ever been on the Twitter spaces, but sack exchange is a really cool uh, Jets Lounge on Twitter, and Tony Richardson was in there, and I asked him the other night, I was like, hey, you know, is there is there a player you're falling in love with? And he goes, let me tell you, he's like, Sauce Gardner, he's just like, you ask a guy the why they play, he, he goes, why, everything. yeah, what do, you, what do you play for? He's like, I want to buy a house for my mom. And then he brought up how Kayvon Thibodeau just doesn't seem like he's 100% in on football, and I was like, Tony, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I've been saying this for the last, like, however many weeks. So it was cool to see like an ex jet actually really, really like uh, you know the same players that I like. So it was kind of cool. But brother, thank you so much for calling in. You're right, I'm out of here. Ah, that's it. You're out of here. Uh, let me know in the chat if you guys think so. Back here, above that, where is it? Above this light.
I'm looking at getting like a neon sign that says the cockpit. And I don't know if that's the route I'm going to go. I was originally going to go a picture back there. Um, trying to figure out how to like spice up the cockpit. Who we got? Call from West Coast Mall. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, just have a quick question for you. It has yeah, to shoot. do with a, a trade down possibility. Ooh, I'm just thinking like out. Now that the Packers have two picks in the, in the first round, actually towards the bottom, mm-hmm. 20 and 28, uh, mm-hmm. trading down from 10. This has actually led, led me into discussion with someone else having to do with wide receivers and rather heated argument. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, he was promoting, you know, Garrett Wilson to 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking Chris Olavi later on. Uh, and I actually think a lot of would fit better with, with what the Jets need now because, you know, they've got these two tight ends. A lot of strength is the raw speed burner. He's the type of wide receiver that can rip the top off of the defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking trade down and, like, if either pick 20 or 28, take a lobby with one of those. I, hmm. I wouldn't hate a lobby. I don't. So you're saying, like, the Packers trade up. To get the receiver they want, whether it be London or Wilson or yeah, Burks they, or they, they, they yeah, they go and up then, to get Burke or Wilson. Yeah, so then we move down. So I wonder what they'd have to give up for that to work for the Jets, because they they wouldn't have to give up both firsts. I don't think. I, I don't know what the value is offhand, mm-hmm. but let's say they You'd give up. The Jets would have to give them a fourth. Is it twenty two? They I think they own twenty two because I think it's the Steelers at twenty, the the Patriots at twenty one. And I, I'm pretty sure the 22nd pick was the was the Raiders pick, so it'd be 22 or 30 or 22 or like 28 somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, 22 and 28. Hmm. If you could get both firsts from the Packers, so they can come up and get their receiver at 10, that's mm-hmm. one that's interesting. I don't love Olave. I'd probably go a different receiver. Um, and it's but not see, that I, opens up. Yeah. That, that opens up for, for getting a guy like Devin Lloyd, who'll probably be down there. No, yeah, with the other it, it definitely does. But I'd almost be tempted if Dean falls to 22, I would almost be tempted to go Dean first and then at 28 or whatever it is, go with whatever receiver's falling. Because I do think that there's a potential for like between that pick and say the 35th pick that maybe a few might go. Um, I don't know. I, there's a few other receivers I would go before I went Alave, but I don't, I don't hate him by any means. He had a great combine. He might go before us. I could see the Saints possibly targeting him if they wind up going like Jameis Winston in free agency. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I don't mind the trade. Okay. I didn't even think about the Packers, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, people haven't yet because they have, you know, I have, they're, they're still thinking about uh, Devontae Williams departing. Oh, yeah, Devontae Adams, him going to, to, That's uh, Devontae Adams, yeah. the, going to Vegas. That was a great move for him, and I love it. All right, brother, thank you so much for calling in. You've been ejected from the That's it. You're out of here. Boys and girls, make sure you answer our poll question in the live chat. And also, call in. Numbers on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. Talk to me. I want to hear how you would rebuild the New York Jets. Old Davey Etchervy says, Winston signed with the Saints today. Good. I'm glad. That's kind of where I wanted to see him. I actually thought Baker was an outside shot to go to the Saints, go out of division or out of conference. 
Now I think he go, if he goes to Seattle, I would actually, no, I want Baker to go to Carolina and Sam to go to Seattle. That would make me oh, awesome. so happy. Okay. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Oh, talk to me. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. We had a good free agency, I thought. I mean, yeah. I'm ready for the draft. That's my favorite day of the year. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Are you going to be watching with Green Bean O'Leary and me? Of course. There it is. <laughs> I love it. So talk to me. How would you approach the draft? So I just did this mock draft, mm-hmm. and I think in the top ten we go defense twice. I was getting mm-hmm. sauce at four because mm-hmm. Kayvon and Hutchinson were gone. Mm-hmm. And then at ten I have us going Jermaine Johnson. Oh, I love that. I really like Jermaine Johnson's personality. I'm pretty sure Trayvon Walker is a military kid, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure his dad was in the military. I have to double-check on that before I really preach that too hard. Uh, and Jermaine Johnson, I've watched some interviews with him. Really, really like the personality. Yeah, he, he didn't give you the question mark Kayvon does. That's what I like about him. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think the knock on him is, hey, he went from SEC to ACC, but then he wound up tearing it up in the ACC against top-level, not top-level, but, like, good competition. Then he goes to the Senior Bowl against the, uh, you know, other guys his of his peers, and he just dominated. So, like, if he can do that against the seniors, and he can do it, like, he projects well, he would have been on that Georgia line. He would have been one of those elite, you know, edge rushers that would have won a championship this year. I like him a lot. Right, right. So I just had a question about free agency. Yeah, what sure. are your thoughts on bringing in a guy like Julio Jones? I don't want him. Unless he winds up taking a contract like uh, Keelan Cole, like a $5 million, $5.5 million contract on a one-year deal, I think we could get younger. I don't think – he just seems like he's too banged up. He's not the receiver he once was. It's just amazing how far he fell off a cliff. They traded, what, a second-round pick for him last year, and they're like, nah, we're good. I don't know how much of the, the contract was an issue, but I think drafting a receiver at this point is probably the better route than, than going Julio. Yeah, I really want a receiver for Zach. That's why I would definitely trade 10 for DK. I think I would definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Even four, if I would consider, to be honest. I, I wouldn't trade four for DK, but I would trade 10. If the thought is to go receiver at 10, DK, the proven DK over someone that you know you could draft what if we get the next kevin white like it's not a sure thing dk is a sure lockdown number one wide receiver he's 24 years old like you could sign him to a five-year contract worth 25 million a year and you got him like no questions asked the guy's healthy too mm-hmm. brother thank you so much for calling in i love All the right, conversation you. you've been ejected from the <laughs> that's it you're out of here Right, let's see. Let's get over to Aaron's super chat. Aaron Honore. Honor or Honore? I don't know. Uh, drop some of the super chat. Says, what do you think about Johnson at four? So Jermaine Johnson at four. I have talked to a lot of people um, that fancy themselves a little bit of a scout, and I have seen a lot of people like Johnson at four. I have no problem with the Jets taking Johnson at four. I have no problem with the Jets taking you know, Thibodeau or Walker or Karloftis or, uh, you know, any of those guys. I think edge rusher at four should be the pick. 
unless you like all of them. If you like all the edge rushers and you want to pull the trigger at pick 10 on whoever's left, green light. But who do you take it for? Or do you trade down with someone like Philly, who's looking to move up maybe in front of the Giants to get an edge rusher that they don't want to see? Like maybe they think Thibodeau is the second coming of LT. I would love to trade that pick to the to the Eagles to make sure that the Giants don't get the next LT because nothing would burn me up more than watching the Giants get the player that the Jets should have taken, uh, even if it was a player I don't particularly want in Thibodeau. If he's in New York and he's just lighting up uh, New York City, I'm going to be so frustrated. There's also another part of me, if you get Thibodeau and you get sauce, like maybe like you get the star power of Thibodeau, and you get the very calm, composed nature of Sauce, and they can both kind of bring their own element to the game. I could see it. I could see it. Boys and girls, numbers on the screen. Make sure you call in. We've got, uh, what do we got? we got 15 minutes of call-ins left. I want to hear everything you guys have to say, but you got three minutes. Three minutes to plead your case on why you think the Jets should do whatever you think it is that they should do. David says, you keep bringing up old scars, saying Tremaine, not Jermaine, Tremaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. It, my, my words are tough. Jermaine Johnson. I screwed that up, too. I say fantastic instead of fantastic. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a big dummy. Call from George. George, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, what's up? Ah, you know, hanging out. Talk to me. What do you want to see? Oh, man. Um, I'm from uh, Fresno, California. I'm a big uh, uh, Jets fan over here. Ooh. And, so uh, I, I, what's yeah. your uh, what's your opinion on Drake London? I'm sure you've seen a little bit more of him than maybe some of us on the East Coast. Yeah, I, I think I think he's over. Like, I, I want Garrett Wilson, but at the same time, uh, Drake London, I, dude, he only played eight games, and his freaking, you know, he, he was going off. Dude, he's legit. He had so, 130 yards in six of those eight games. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if you've seen that game against what is it? Uh, is it against Notre Dame and the what's that red school that uh, Iowa? Like a, oh, what Utah? I think it is one of those games. He's just he's like crazy. Dude, but he, I just, I just feel like if we, if we would have thought more of him, mm -hmm. I think he would have been like you know, he would have yeah, been that there's guy. A, there's a few issues I think people run into with with London, and part of it is like mm -hmm. make sure the speed's there because contested catch doesn't necessarily yeah. mean, uh, you know that you're getting open. Yeah. It means that you're not. It could mean that you're not getting open, but it could also mean that your quarterback's yeah. not throwing the ball well because it's not it's not a total apples to apples comparison. Uh, Denzel yeah. Mims had a high contested catch rate, ran a fast forty, mm -hmm. you know six foot three. Like so, he has yeah. the metrics to be the the guy. Um, London. I, I, just, I like though. the way he just plays the. I just like the way he plays with the ball. You know, what I mean, he's just mm -hmm. he's aggressive and he just like gets up and just like he's after a basketball he gets player. Too, you know, what I mean, he 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 likes he likes just taking the the hits and just like throwing it in their face. You know, like like you can't guard me. Yeah, he's, he's know, a basketball player like a, for sure. I want a receiver with yeah. a little attitude, not afraid to block. That's why like Pickens yeah. at the top of the second round is dude really attractive. Oh my god. Me. Dude, he might. You know, Pickens remind me of. He reminds me of like one of those like Frank Gore players that like gets injured mm -hmm. and like becomes a fucking like. Um, oh, sorry for cutting. I still. Like, I, no, freaking, I get what you're uh, saying, dude. I he would have been the top receiver you know I mean? taken if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, 
and it's like the same thing with Drake London, but I I, I get Garrett Wilson because he gives me a um, Justin Jefferson vibes for some reason. If you look at their measurements, dude, they're literally like identical. I love Justin Jefferson. If you go back to my rankings for yeah. that draft, I was saying I thought it was CeeDee Lamb, and then I was somewhere between Jerry Judy and Jefferson. I had Ruggs a little yeah, bit further down. Yeah, that's what they were saying about Justin Jefferson. That what they were talking about him—that you know he was too small for a receiver. Yeah. He didn't. You know. I'm watching him, and I'm like watching Jamar Chase go off, and I'm watching like Jefferson go yeah. off. Like at the same time, I'm like, dude, I think Jefferson is yeah. really good. Yeah, like Jamar, Jamar, Garrett Wilson, and 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 Justin Jefferson. I feel like they're like the same player. Like all three of them, they all like elusive, and and like you can literally like throw them ball. Mm-hmm. And they'll make a play on it. It's crazy. Jamar, I think, is another level above. Like he was, I think he was a safer wide receiver than I think Jefferson might have been considered, and probably maybe a little bit more than Wilson. But I agree. I think they're yeah. all elite specimens. Thank you so much for calling. In. You've been, you guessed it, rejected. That's it. You're out of here. All right, let's jump over to the super chat real quick. Where did I see that? Vinay Pile. Thank you for the super chat. He says trade up a second and a fourth to get a linebacker in the first round. So let's let's see what that would look like. We'll pull up the draft value chart. All right, so we are looking at a second. So if we did 38 and we did a fourth round pick, we're going to say pick 111. That's 72 points. That's the highest point value. Uh, that gives you 590 points, which puts you basically at pick 31 or 32. It gets you to the very tail end. If you go with pick 35 and pick 111, that gets you 620 points, which puts you right about 29 or 30. So that's the tail end of the first round. I would have no problem going that part, especially if you're looking for a receiver uh, that you want to have a little bit longer. I think there's some value in determining how long you can have good cap space for. So quarterback, edge rusher, cornerback, wide receiver, tackle. Wide receiver recently, way, way, way more money than the cornerbacks have been getting. So I can understand wanting to pull the trigger on that there. Uh, Linebacker in the first round, I love N'Kobe Dean. I don't know... I don't know if linebackers first round need for the Jets. I wouldn't hate it, though. But Vinny, second and a fourth round pick, tail end of the first. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Boys and girls, phone number is on the screen. You have three minutes to plead your case. I want to hear all your thoughts about the New York Jets and how they should handle the draft. We got ten minutes left. Ten minutes left. see our poll question is going 66 percent of you said wide receiver at number 10 34 said no i can't believe i'm in the minority or at least that big of a minority that is a a drastic swing from where i thought it would be 244 people voted on that too who we got call from red from minnesota Brad from Minnesota, how you doing? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What you got on your mind? First thing I want to say on KT, the thing that did it for me mm-hmm. is after the interviews of the team, he came out and he said, the Jets really like me. Like, who says that? <laughs> out in public, 
Every so, other team's trying to go after you, and you say this team likes me. Like, just weird. I feel like no. He, it's definitely weird. I like. It's almost like he doesn't want to go to the Jets. Which, if that's the case, like, look, I'm sorry. I don't want to be anywhere near you. Like, I want someone who's 100% devoted. And I feel like Sauce is that guy. I feel like a lot of the other edge rushers are that guy. I really don't think Thibodeau is that guy. I agree. I agree. I think he's just trying to boost his draft stock. But I sent you a super chat on this uh, a couple streams ago. I think it's going to piss some people off. But in the draft, we trade down from four. I think the value in this draft is mid-first round, late first round, and second round. Mm -hmm. Accumulate picks, get another first this year, Mm -hmm. middle to the end of the draft, the first next year. And I don't know the value, but uh, and I don't know what we can get given that there's no quarterbacks here at the top end of the draft. But I really think that that's a play. Are you saying trade down from four or trade down from ten? Sorry, I missed it. Trade down from four. Okay. So make a big move down. Take Mm -hmm. somebody like Walker at ten. I think the Jets really like – Walker, like, take I him like at Walker 10. If you see a wide receiver there in the middle of the, or middle or end of the first round, take the wide receiver. You could take old linebacker. There's a lot of holes we need to fill, and I just think the value really is in the middle of the first round or the second round of this draft. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if you're looking at wide receiver and you want to pull the trigger on that, if you slide down into the, the back end of the first round for a team that's coming up, like go to like a team that's devoted, that, that wants the wide receiver or wants the quarterback. If I think if Willis falls past two, the Jets and the Steelers or the Jets and the Panthers, there's going to be some conversation with what goes on uh, at pick number four. I think there's a real shot that the Giants or Jets at four or five, and even the Texans at three, I think someone could trade out of one of those picks. Who is your go-to edge outside of uh, Aiden? Man, that's so tough. Um, I think Walker has some fantastic flexibility, and I think the versatility is something that the the Jets staff really does like. Like he can play D tackle or edge, and I want to see him more on the edge rush side of things. Um, Jermaine Johnson, you think I really he falls like. To 10? I don't know. I think one of them will be there. And I look, I like enough of the edge rushers where I'm fine taking one at ten and like pulling the trigger on Sauce or a trade down at four. Last question for you, and I love Zach Wilson. I'll preface this. Love it more than anything, but gun to your head, is Zach Wilson here in six years? It's so tough to know right now. I believe he's got the talent. When you look at the the elite talent that just came into the AFC, you're talking Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, uh, Russell Wilson, Herbert, Allen, Burrow, like legitimate guys. I do think that Zach Wilson has the measurables from an athletic standpoint that he can be in that upper echelon of quarterback. Now it's just a matter of if he can hit that and if that's going to be where he, um, where he shines. And I think you give him two more years. I think you absolutely give him next year. And then if he doesn't live up to the expectations in 2022, I think you bring in someone like a, a Jimmy Garoppolo to compete with him. And then depending on how things shake out, if the draft picks outside of Wilson look like they're hitting, I think Douglas gets another shot. I think if the players are playing hard for Salah, I think he gets another shot. But I think you really hope that Zach Wilson is the guy because I love the attributes. I think he can be elite, just a matter of if he puts it all together. And I think the Jets have the team uh, or have the assets to build the team around him right now. But brother, thank you so much for the call, and you've been ejected. You're out of here! All right, I see a super chat. Let's get over to that. Green Empire Lawn Care. Thank you so much for the super chat. He says, hey, what if we grab Thibodeau? Pick four. Carl Loftus at 10. Grab Sky Moore in the third round. Have you seen any highlights on Sky Moore? Uh, also, I can't call. 
that's all right. You don't have to call. Super chats get priority because your boy's got to make some cheddar. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I would not go with the edge rushers. Uh, I would not double dip. I like Karloftis. I like Thibodeau. I like Walker. And I like Jermaine Johnson. And I would take one of them at four or 10. But I would not double dip. I think cornerback, uh, wide receiver are bigger needs than two edge rushers. Because you want to hope that Carl Lawson comes back to 100%. And honestly, with the way that Robert Sala has worked his defense and the the acumen that he has to to find talent and get build some talent up, I think just like I said with Joe Douglas earlier, Joe Douglas should be able to hit on offensive linemen late in the draft. And I think Robert Sala, if he's worth his salt, should be able to at least hit on one of them over the course of the like, you know, undrafted free agency or or you know a later round draft pick. So I would not go both. I don't, I haven't watched enough of Sky Moore because I really want receiver in the top two rounds. So that's kind of where I've focused a lot of my tape and research. Um, so I don't know. There's that. Tony drops in with Super Chat. Thank you, Tony. Tony says, I think we trade back at pick four. Or no, I think we take, hold on. All right. I think we take at trade down at pick four. Thibodeau, Walker, Johnson, whichever JD thinks is best. Pick 10 wide receivers. Okay, so he thinks we take an edge rusher at four. Thibodeau, Walker, or Johnson, whichever one Joe Douglas thinks is best. Completely agree. Absolutely think that is the direction we should go. Uh, and then he says, pick 10 best wide receivers. No excuses for Zach. Yeah, look, I don't have any problem with that. If they want to say, hey, we are building an absolute beast of an offense for Zach Wilson. There's going to be no excuses. Fine. Totally fine with that. We'll see if that's how they do it. Guys, there is a new poll in the live chat with 95 votes. Are you going to be watching the Talking Jets draft party? We're drafting, or we're, we are going to be uh, streaming all three days of the draft. We got some great, great people that are going to be coming on to give their thoughts throughout the course of those three days. And we're going to be showing the commissioner on TV as he makes the picks, and you're going to see me, Greenbean, and O'Leary's reactions in live time. Live time meaning like slightly lagged because you guys are going to see the picks first with cable. We're streaming it. There's going to be a delayed reaction. So you can watch the pick via the draft and then hop back to see our reactions. Going to be crazy. Going to be absolutely bananas. Banana land. Boys and girls, we got two minutes. We're going to take one more phone call. So let's see. See what happens. Phone number's on the screen. You got three minutes to plead your case. Which direction do the Jets go in the NFL draft? I could have been the guy from Madden. EA Sports. It's in the game. Sometimes when I do my intros and things like that, I'm like, oh, way too intense. I'm like, man, could you imagine if I carried that energy through the entire thing? I'd probably pass out. Call from... Hey, what's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. I saw a comment that I want to mention real quick in the chat, and then I'll put you on the three-minute timer to hear your thoughts. Nick H says, why is he called Sauce Gardner? It's because when he was in youth football... His youth football coach noticed that he had an affinity for dipping sauces uh, and gave him the nickname Sauce Gardner. His favorite sauce, Sriracha, from Wendy's. Fun fact. Uh, sorry about that. Welcome to the cockpit. Talk to me. How you feeling tonight? 
Very good. How are you, Ryan? Oh, I just love it. Drinking a few beers, talking with some of my favorite people in the world. I want to hear from you. What do you think the Jets should do? All right. All right. I'm going pass rusher at four, wide receiver at 10. Mm-hmm. I want to go like uh, running back high, um, okay. like in the sec- early second rounds. Uh, uh, those 35 and 38, right? I think in the yep. second round we have. Yep. I think for those, we go with a, either linebacker and running back. And then for the late rounds, just some D-line, some O-line, some depth, and, you know, um, and more backs. I'll always get some more backs, pick them up. But because I think running backs, we tend to get, there's always injury. So I want, like, two, another Carter-type running back, you know, with some talent. I want someone that will knife up the middle, and I want someone who can catch out of the backfield and break a tackle and go the the distance. So someone that compares to Carter that I really like I really like James Cook. Watch him. If you haven't watched him, he's the running back from Georgia. His brother is Dalvin Cook, the running back for the Vikings. And I would have taken Dalvin Cook at number six. Was it six that year? Or three? I think it was three, uh, the Christian McCaffrey draft. But I would have absolutely yeah. pulled the trigger whenever that was. No, it's got to be that's got to be the Jamal draft then. But I think we should, like, uh, I'm crossing my finger if, Zach makes a step and stays injury-free. That's the big thing. Yeah, uh, I think so. And I think we're going to be a we're going to be a decent team. I like and like. Of course, we have to get lucky with injury. We can stay a healthy team. There's something there. I think so too. I think if you can have like think about it this year. This is Robert Sal's first year with Carl Lawson, with uh, you know all these other players. You're going to infuse a ton of talent. Um, his first year with Becton, really. Like, we, we basically saw our team without our top 2020 pick and our marquee free agent that we brought in in 2021. Um, yeah. We'll see. So who's going to be – how many, like, uh, I know I have to probably get up, but uh, who's going to be our right guard? You, you like, you're going to depend on Becton for the left? Oh, you're saying left right tackle? tackle? sorry. So, so if I'm yeah, going – right Yeah, if I'm going from left to right – I'm going to say Becton, left tackle, ABT, right, uh, left guard, McGovern, center, or yep. a draft pick um, would be nice. Right guard would be Lakin Tomlinson. Right tackle would be Fant. But I think you go into training camp and you say, hey, look, it's an open competition. Fant played his ass off. Like, if you want to play him at left tackle and say, hey, Becton, you're moving back over to right tackle like you were, you know, for that one year at Louisville. Okay, fine. I have no problem with that. I think that Fant has earned the starting job on that side. But I do think it should be a competition, just because you drafted Becton so high. No, but uh, Becton, like, uh, Becton has to show something, like, professionally, you know? It seems like he needs to get it up. But, yeah, but it was a pleasure talking to you. That was fun. Yeah, of course, dude. I look forward to calling in next time. Are you going to be hanging out with us for draft night? Uh, probably. Uh, I'll try I'm... to get in with you guys. As... <laughs> That's uh, what I'm talking already, about, man. brother. Thank you so much for calling in. You have been injected. <laughs> You're out of here! Uh, boys and girls, I love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. It's been a fun call-in show. Green Bean is going to be doing his mock, from what I heard. He will be uh, live on his channel, so make sure you head over to him. If you guys have not found out that Green Bean O'Leary and I do a three-day live stream. It is a marathon. It is so much fun. We wind up having, like, Joe Blewett on, Sabo's coming on, Richie from Jets Media's coming on, Jake Asman's coming on. Everyone's going to be, like, jumping into the stream at some point, give their thoughts on the Jets picks. I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to be giving away some Jet jerseys, maybe some tickets. 
We're going to have a lot of fun. Going to have a whole lot of fun. But boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out. My name's Ryan. This is Jets Talk. Signing off. J-E-T-S.